Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Warman, Esquire. Uh, we'll talk today about the NFL's wild card round and the uh, somewhat interesting, maybe somewhat crazy games that did happen. A little more blowouts than probably we expected. Uh, we'll end up uh, also previewing uh, next weekend's uh, NFL divisional round and probably a few little things in between, but that's going to be most of what we're our topic is going to be primarily NFL football this week. Uh, Mike, the wildcard rounds in the books. Uh, who, let's see, maybe who most impressed you and maybe who most disappointed uh, in this, in that opening weekend of the playoffs? I guess I was impressed by most of the, I, I, at least a lot of the, the blowout victories. I think there were, Six games, only one was close. Yeah, and that was that was the uh, Rams uh, Lions game, which which came down to the end. And mm-hmm. I th- I think the and I'm a little surprised the Lions won. I think I think the Rams were the better team in that game, but and I think the Rams are a better team than the Lions are. But at least at this point in the season. But um, I so I guess I was more impressed maybe with. And the, and the teams I was impressed with kind of went along with the teams that I was disappointed in. So I was somewhat impressed with the way Houston uh, handled business against um, against Cleveland. But Cleveland, Joe Flacco had a, like a, a a bad Joe Flacco game, which was you know, you know the reason why nobody was signing Joe Flacco for so long is because he maybe seemed like he was washed up and he threw a bunch of interceptions, and that's what happened in this game. And Houston did not. Um, so, yeah. And they, well in their playoffs, and they like really hurt too. They were like back. It was like back to back pick sixes. Yeah, those are yeah. not. I thought looked awful, and the and the Packers on the reverse looked very very good in that game. It ended up being forty eight to thirty two, but I don't think the game was anywhere near that close. Yeah, Real... it started out as like twenty seven nine. It was a three or four <laughs> touchdown, and. Also bad looked, looked the whole NFC East, I guess, that was in the playoffs looked bad because I think Philadelphia also looked really terrible and, and Tampa Bay looked competent. So uh, you know, and you know, I'm impressed by the way the Chiefs the Chiefs played as well. So it was like yeah. it seems the teams that I was impressed with had a team that didn't do very well. And I'm not sure if directly was... opposite them, right? Yeah, so so I, and I don't know if those were you know if if the team that did well caused the other team to do poorly or if the team that did poorly just made the other team look really good. And I, I think the chiefs game, it was, you know, the weather was some sort of a fa- was somewhat of a factor, but um, I think the chiefs are just at this point, a, a much better team than the dolphins are partly Play, in the playoff team, playoff team, yeah. play, playoff team, I think is probably, a lot to do with it anyway, right? Yeah, they know how to play in the playoffs. The Dolphins, um, if you remember last year, they had a pretty decent game against Buffalo in the wild card round when they had, um, when Tua was out, it was their third string quarterback. Uh, yeah. Tristan, Tom- Tom- Tristan Thompson? Was it Tom? Not Tristan Thompson. Skyler. Skyler, Tom- Skyler Thompson. Yeah. Christian Thompson's a basketball player. Yeah. Skyler Thompson. He held his own anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, even though they had a lot of mistakes, Buffalo didn't do that well. I didn't think actually Buffalo didn't play that well either against Pittsburgh. So maybe that bodes well for the Chiefs. The Pittsburgh team was really outmanned, I think, in that game. And, and they still hung around at least a lot of that. So I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for the Chiefs' chances this weekend. Um, I thought I don't know. Do, do do you think did any teams impress you, or was it was it more teams that disappointed you that uh, you you remember from the weekend? I, I mean, I'd like to say that I was impressed by Green Bay, but their receivers were so open <laughs> that it was it was like hard to see how anybody wouldn't have been able to make some of those passes. Yeah. So so like I don't I don't I mean Green they they won handily and played well, but I don't think it really I think I think it was more of Dallas playing poorly and 
Yeah, I think uh, yeah, but Houston and Tampa, I think, were probably the two that were that I didn't expect that kind of performance from from either of those teams, and, and it was you know good to see like Baker Mayfield step up and and make make some big plays, and I mean he had some pretty wide open receivers to hit too. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just still shocked at how often we see in other games receivers be wide open and like it seems a little surprising that that doesn't seem to happen in any of the Chiefs games. Or if they are that wide open they don't catch the ball anyway because they're <laughs> it's Paul Hardman who can't see you know, find where the ball is or just gives up on a play. Yeah. Or KBS just drops it. And you know, I think the Chiefs had a couple of those big bombs that could have really opened that game up but then um it didn't happen uh because of yeah. one was like a blatant pass interference probably that wasn't called but, but yeah also hardman kind of stopped if he had run maybe through it more maybe he could have gotten the call i don't yeah I, I, the chiefs offense other than rice and i guess kelsey uh in terms of the passing game is was, was basically non-existent and yeah and, and kelsey had a few drops too that at least my, a little concerning still yeah at least Mahomes is recognizing that well maybe i should just throw to the best players right now and that's yeah. right and kelsey do you want do you want to talk we want to go through game by game talk about our picks sure uh, and then we can add more of our insightful analysis along with that yeah you, i guess we'll just should we just go chronologically sure the saturday games the first saturday game was the you mentioned cleveland and houston and we, I, I did as well um cleveland is actually favored by two points on the road in that game and we each took cleveland uh favored and, and yeah and for money line i think too so that was right. not uh a wise move on our part since it was a 45 14 houston drubbing of 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 the browns um you at least salvaged something out of that because you picked the over i picked the under the total was uh the over under was 44 and a half and the total ended up being 59 so it was comfortably over Although if those two pick sixes had hadn't happened, maybe it would have been closer uh, one way or the other. But um, <laughs> but still, uh, yeah. so you uh, won that one. Um, well, yeah. What do you what do you yeah? What do you think of uh, Houston? What do you think of you know, CJ Stroud had a pretty good game, but was it was this more of a Cleveland? self-destruction or was this a, was this a houston victory do you think yeah i wonder if i wonder how much the uh like cleveland taking the last game off affected maybe they maybe they created some rust they didn't need and then just came out a little bit flat and yeah houston just seemed yeah, houston had to win that last year win the division against uh the colts and they yeah. but uh, stroud really seems to be further ahead in his development than than probably anybody really expected after one season with a franchise that has you know got the number one pick just last season so well we always said that we thought stroud was the safest pick at least early on in his career we thought stroud would probably be the most successful uh where we just simply because we thought uh bryce young was uh too small the the pocket passer as we as we've dubbed him and They thought Richardson maybe would have the most upside at least long term, but he's been injured, so it's hard to tell. So um he definitely showed some flashes that he's going to be a yeah. interesting at least anyway. Yeah. Well, Mark, now it's just a matter Mark of Jackson. can he stay healthy and yeah, Omar Jackson type and, and having the same limitations that Jackson does is health, health, uh because if you throw yourself out there in the way that those two do when they run the ball and uh, uh you know, in some ways run first, pass second. Uh, you really open up yourself to a lot of injuries, and that's something that um, yeah Richardson will have to try to navigate. But uh, back to Stroud, yeah, Stroud had a great, he had a good game, uh, solid game. Uh, the the receivers on the Texans are are, are have been pretty good, uh, and you know um, it's been it's been and the defense has been solid. So it's it's been it's been all, like, a pretty strong team i don't know i don't think they can get i don't think they're gonna get by baltimore in the divisional but you never know right and you know should they you know it's possible that the afc championship game could be played in kansas city still that would be the ideal i I would like to see that i I think too much wishful thinking on our (laughs) part especially as we'll talk about talk about the spreads uh 
Um, it's nearly a double-digit spread for um, Baltimore over Houston. I think rightfully so in Baltimore. And Baltimore has been the best AFC team this year by a, a it seems like a comfortable margin, although they haven't played. And uh, did, did Baltimore play Houston? Ooh, I don't know. But I can they, find out. They didn't play Buffalo or Kansas City, so they haven't played um, any of the top remaining teams. I guess Baltimore did have to play Houston. They played the they played the AFC South, so they did play Houston at some point this year. No, I don't see him on here. No, no wait. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It was the first. It must have been the first game of the regular season. Hmm. And that was Stroud. Would have been Stroud's first game. Right. Yeah, it was the very first game of the year. Uh, Baltimore won 25-9. Yeah. So, no wonder I don't remember it. I remember yeah. I remember them losing to Indianapolis at home and I was surprised about that. And um so, yeah, I I don't I think it'll I think it has a chance to be closer than 25 to 9, but I'm not sure about uh yeah, I I think maybe the the Cinderella story comes to an end uh in Baltimore, although we also have the problem of we're jumping ahead of ourselves, Baltimore's playoff history and Lamar Jackson's playoff history, which is not very good and not to be a good playoff team. At least they've squandered some high seeds in in recent years. And, um, you know, that could possibly happen again. They haven't, you know, haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks. Uh, So. And then, and then, yeah, then with a buy in there too. So even like their backups are perhaps getting rusty too, right? So, so Lamar Jackson's taking two weeks off because they didn't, they didn't really have anything to play for the last week of the regular season. No, no, they, they, they yeah, when they played against Pittsburgh, and that's that's how Pittsburgh kind of sneaked into the playoffs basically by playing a a Ravens team that didn't have anything to play for, yeah. but, um. Back to the Cleveland, uh, Houston game. Any other observations, or do you want to move? Do you want to move on to Kansas City, Miami? I think yeah, Chiefs, Dolphins. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, Dolphins. So you didn't go to the game, did you? I did not. No, you did not sit outside in uh, negative five degree weather. Um, did you see the the, the those, those game conditions are better for uh, viewing on on the couch, I believe. So yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> did you think that there would be a shattered helmet in the game? Was was that was that a no? I expected the frozen beers and that kind of thing, the icicles on the face sort of thing. Yeah, you sort of expect. But... Well, being mustachioed gents ourselves. Uh, when we know when it gets that cold, you basically your mustache freezes instantly when your breath your breath uh, just goes down onto your mustache and it just yep. freezes and and so it wasn't surprising that we saw that from Andy Reid uh, in 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 the game. But do you do you ever read um, the Greg Easterbrook Tuesday morning quarterback columns hmm. on ESPN.com? Yeah. Only randomly. So, and I think they were NFL.com, the New York Times, I think, had it for a little while, too. He kind of bounced around from uh, place to place. But one of his kind of axioms was that in a cold weather game, the team with the coach that was less bundled up always won the game. Really? And, and if you watch the game, Andy Reid was less bundled up than Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Um, therefore, the Chiefs. Were was like, wearing like you know most of the face mask and yeah. but then still looked like he was uncomfortable possibly frostbitten even maybe during the game. he likes to wear those kind of capri pants uh <laughs> daniel's from he's from denver area so he should be used to cold weather but yeah um but he's been living in sunny florida he was in san francisco before that so um it's it's milder weather although as i think mark twain once said the the coldest winter I ever spent was that summer in San Francisco, uh, yeah. when the weather sometimes gets gets cold in the in, in the in odd times of year. I think in San Francisco, I think the actually the warmest time of year is like October ish. 
uh yeah often. but yeah anyway reed reed was just wearing a baseball cap he didn't even have like a you know winter hat on and yeah had a coat and stuff but uh he was less bundled therefore uh the chiefs uh won and they won fairly comfortably they didn't they could they couldn't convert in the red zone again for like the third consecutive game where they had more field goals than touchdowns mm-hmm. at least two more field goals than uh offensive touchdowns they didn't uh although Mahomes didn't play in uh the game against uh, the Chargers but right it was a it was a field goal heavy game Butker looked really good in the cold uh which you know Mike bode well especially talking about the about the bills their kind opponent their kicking game has been pretty iffy these last uh this last couple of games and their punter may be injured uh they had an extra point blocked and one missed i think or a field goal blocked and an extra point missed yeah or maybe it was it was an easy field two two easy field goals maybe that were missed in uh their game but um yeah so anyway the chiefs looked solid rice had a good game yeah, Mahomes, what about just, I was mentioned that uh, the helmet. What about Mahomes' uh, shattered helmet? Was was uh, what did you think of that play? I mean, it's it's good to see him, you know, trying for extra yards and willing to take a shot. You know, you don't really want to see him actually take the shot though, and you definitely don't want to see him crack his helmet. But I mean, that means it's doing what it's supposed to do and protected him and took the damage itself right so yeah it was like outer shell it looks like, it looks like there's like a looks like there's a little layer of padding or air in between that outer shell and like this inner layer so i guess it i'm sure it did what it's supposed to do but it probably hadn't been really tested at temperatures that low uh, yeah that's something that, that uh, helmet manufacturers will have to do now uh, i guess it led to a little bit of a weird scenario with the uh officiating because i think they just sort of let Mahomes change helmets without yeah out or or yeah, uh, I guess they, check out of the game and come back in and yeah i i think if you're Mahomes, you get the benefit of the doubt on that and i think i think that's kind of dumb if like if something weird and unprecedented happens why make the team take a timeout or take a well it was a clear equipment failure it's not like oh i something doesn't feel right inside my you know that yeah. you can't see or something i mean it was it was obvious <laughs> it was you know a piece of missing helmet right he wasn't injured it clearly it was just the, like like some people think, oh, he should have been taken out for like concussion protocol or whatever. But like, it wasn't really what happened. It was, it, yeah, it, it helmet equipment still... failure because the temperature was probably so low. Yeah, it wasn't like a really big helmet to helmet hit even that um, caused it. It was just, I think maybe just the angle and the way that you know the face mask kind of probably jammed in there and stuff. Yeah. So, um, when he, but... he didn't get up slow or anything, so it didn't look like uh, he didn't. Look no, like I, don't, I don't think he noticed until. It didn't, I don't know if anybody noticed until the uh, um, annou- the announcers started saying something. It looked kind of funny there. I think I think someone had said that the officials may have noticed it before the players did, and and so they actually like you know signaled to have the you know make the change of the helmet at least anyway. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were ple- like the Chiefs were like pleading to the refs to yeah you know did did you see. Did you see the shape of the crack? Did you see anything? There was a um, a British tabloid thought that the shape of the crack looked like the Grim Reaper. There was like a little <laughs> black kind of shadowy figure, and then like a little like another crack, and then like a little maybe like where it had a little scythe. Um, that yes. was a little like maybe harkens back to the uh, um, thirteen. Was it? I think it was a thirteen second game against Buffalo last time when 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 it gets when going gets grim. Uh, be the Grim Reaper is what uh Andy Reid said about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, and uh, so maybe that was uh, um, you know, somewhat poetic the way uh, the helmet cracked of uh, the Grim Reaper, but yeah, the Chiefs won 26 to 7. Uh, they were favored by how much? Well, the Chiefs were favored by four and a half, so they comfortably covered. That was a game that we each, and we both each picked the Chiefs to win on the money line, so we each won those. And then again, we split on the over under. However, this time I won the under, so I got, uh, I got, I picked the under in all of the games. So um, this was an under twenty six seven, only thirty three total points under forty four and a half. 
So uh, I sw- this was this was this was my uh, best game. I mean, I'm glad I had my best game with the Chiefs game. Um, right, I got all three of them uh, correct. Um, should we move? You want to move on to Pittsburgh Buffalo? Sure. Pittsburgh uh, Buffalo beat Pittsburgh on Sunday, at, or well, it was supposed to be on Sunday afternoon, but we we uh, it ended up moving to uh monday and that's kind of threw everything up we and maybe we can blame the over under because we each picked under 36 and a half because we thought it was gonna be played in a snowstorm right it turned up being 31 70s of 48 were scored so the it went snow i think that would have been a lot different so maybe um, yeah at least some betting outlets refunded the over under money uh because Mm. the game was moved to different conditions but um, here at the Orange of Power, I guess we're going to go with what it was. Well, we can do whatever. It doesn't matter. It'll, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You we wanted to add fund it, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I would have picked under whatever it was, and I think the I think the newer over under was probably wasn't it wasn't going to be forty eight and a half points. Yeah, I don't. I guess I didn't see what. Yeah, what did they change it to? And what was what was the closing line? Um, looks like it was thirty nine and a half. Oh, so pretty close. So I mean, it, we would have missed it anyway. If so. It was thirty nine and a half. We would have picked under as well. So yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, that was so that ended. I up think not, yeah. I think we just take it as a loss. Take it. We see. We here at the Warrior Power Hour are very uh, uh, upright and. Uh, moral in that in that regard we 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 we, we don't uh try to shirk our uh obligations to the proverbial bank of the united states first, first, proverbial, bank. first proverbial bank but um we uh you, this was a game where you did much better than i did uh since you actually the spread was 10 points and you predicted uh, Buffalo to cover the spread. They won 31-17, so they won by 14. I thought Pittsburgh might hang around, and they did for a while, but uh, they just, Mason Rudolph is not a, you know, playoff caliber quarterback. Yeah, and, and we uh, were expecting a lower scoring game, and that I don't know that it would have been that big of a spread in the final totals than, you know, if the if the total total was lower, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think if it, if it had been a, a muckier, snowier game, I think Pittsburgh actually had a chance. If you, if you can turn it into a non, you know, into a snowball fight rather than a football game, I think yeah. Pittsburgh would have had a shot because if you can limit, limit, you know, the passing game, limit some of the quarterback maybe outside runs, uh, maybe Pittsburgh would have had a chance. But alas, that was not to be. Um, so Buffalo... We thought, and we thought maybe that the game might get even muckier because uh Carl Cheffers was the head ref I think in that game too so it was like it could have been a just a total mass of you know penalties all over the place yeah but maybe it was too cold and they didn't want to bother with that so much in the yes. <laughs> yeah so that, that early Sunday game became a Monday afternoon Martin Luther King Day first leg of a double header we'll, we'll get to the other monday game at the end but uh yeah i thought I, we talked a little bit about this game buffalo was the better team and they you know buffalo had, had several injuries though in that game and, and their which may not bode well in their upcoming matchup against uh against the chiefs do you think but buffalo, their key player josh allen is still yeah presumably healthy and the ran defense. all over the place in the last game so yeah, it's the defense that they have to worry about. And yeah. I think against a traditionally powerful Chiefs offense, that would be much a bigger deal. But maybe now, you know, the Chiefs offense is not what it was, you know, a couple of years ago, even. Maybe it's maybe it's not a maybe it's maybe Buffalo can can hang in there. But um And they, and I guess it sounded like the another sto- snowstorm is approaching Buffalo and it may keep them from being able to practice this week potentially yeah yeah so maybe that's also good news for for chiefs fans bad news for bills fans although i'm sure the bills 
would rather have it in Buffalo, even if the weather was uh, is not helping uh, is not helping their cause. And actually, even going to Buffalo, you know, the Chiefs are not going to be worried about the weather since it's going to be warmer yeah. in Buffalo than it was in Kansas City. So it's going to be a sort of a heat wave uh, for them. It's my, they might as well be traveling to Miami. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be. Like, I think it's gonna be like twenty degrees, isn't it? And that's what the that's what the uh, game time weather prediction is as of now. Yeah, a balmy twenty, which is more than twenty degrees warmer than the last Tuesday. Yeah. So that's yeah, pleasant by comparison. Yes. Well, speaking of pleasant weather, uh, the the game in Dallas had perfect conditions uh being in a dome being in a dome and uh in those perfect conditions though 48 to 32 uh the cowboys were favored by seven points i believe um you favor you you picked the cowboys uh to cover yeah so that was your downfall i i i picked the road uh, Packers to cover. I thought it was going to be a close game. I did. Act, we both picked the, the the Cowboys however to win, so that was not a um, a good pick. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, did we, I guess um, we didn't talk about the the line because we did talk about the lines for for Pittsburgh Buffalo, didn't we? We uh, we mentioned them, I guess, right? Yeah. We both picked. We both picked Buffalo on the money line. I don't know if we mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned. Maybe we didn't actually say that part of it. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, you had Pittsburgh keeping it close, but Buffalo ended up covering. Yeah. Ended up yeah. getting that one. We both got the uh, money line, and neither of us got the over. Yes. Yeah. And for Green Bay Dallas, well, uh, we both picked on the money line. We both thought Dallas was going to win. I thought I thought Green Bay might keep it close. So I ended up winning on on on, on that. But uh we also both thought it was going to be a lower scoring game than what it was. 50 and a half was the over under. We thought probably it was going to be a, you know, 24, 21 type game or 28 to 14 type game, maybe on your end, uh, well under 50.5, but it went well, well over 80 points scored. So almost 30 points over. Um, Jordan Love had a fantastic game. I think he, if he hadn't thrown a late, late incompletion, I think he would have had a perfect quarterback rating just uh, missed it, yeah. Cowboys. So, um, yeah. So, do you think Green Bay is the real deal, or is this just Dallas being Dallas in the playoffs and falling apart? Yeah, I think maybe Dallas fans were maybe the most disappointed, but most everyone else that isn't a Dallas fan sort of expected that kind of thing to happen at some point. So, this is kind of amusing, I think, that it happened in the in the playoffs. And I know, I think you and I were messaging back and forth a little bit during that game where I think I asked you if you thought McCarthy might lose his job before the game was over, how badly it had started. If you saw those shots of Jerry Jones looking, just grimacing the whole game. It was nonplussed, maybe. Yeah, I I was, well, yeah, I was, well, this part was, McCarthy's an offensive guy, and it wasn't the offense's fault, really, the the green, but this was a defense. And I think the, the thought was maybe, uh, that it was going to be Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, who was going to be getting interviews with with teams and things like that because the, the Dallas's defense had been their strong suit this year. Although really it was their offense that scored all these points and at home and and things like that. The defense was a little more it was very flashy, but it was kind of hit and miss all season. Um, so and this was obviously a miss. So I yeah I. I, I think some people thought, well, maybe if McCarthy went left, it was going to be Quinn going in as his replacement. And you certainly can't do that after this game with, you know, Green Bay scoring at will, essentially. Um, and But Belichick's free, you know, maybe, maybe like I think you had said before we started, uh, did, did uh, Jerry Jones inquire about Bill Belichick and Joe Belichick just maybe said no. And that's why we're keeping McCarthy around another year. Yeah, I don't think Jerry Jones uh, is one of those types that would uh you know fire a coach in the hopes of signing someone but would have something more or less locked up before announcing the fire if he was going to do that so it seems like he's he's you know always has something planned 
he doesn't do anything just and then wait to see what happens that, that doesn't seem like his strategy ever yeah that was a, that was all around kind of terrible showing by dallas uh do we, we want to uh move move on to the rams detroit another game in a dome featuring uh in this case a cold weather city uh the uh you know, at home, I guess Green Green Bay plays outdoors, but they were on the road. Detroit uh, is a team, though, that plays in the um, at Ford Field, a domed field in in Detroit, Michigan. And this was the actually the only game that was really close all Wild Card Weekend. This was a twenty four twenty three Detroit victory. Um, this was a game that I that we both picked uh, the Rams. Uh, both to cover and to win we were we got so they covered their they were three-point underdogs so we got we won on that on that count but we they barely lost by one point uh they couldn't quite pull off the the comeback at the end uh Nakua had a great game uh Stafford did all right but they just couldn't I don't know they couldn't string enough uh good plays together Detroit's defense did enough to to, to halt uh uh the Rams at the end uh, so the former uh, Detroit quarterback lost to the current Detroit quarterback, Matthew Stafford, losing to Jared Goff. Uh, but we did each pick the under in this game. 24-23 was a total of 47. The under was fi- over-under was 51 and a half. So we we uh, kept the under. And very possibly, if um, the Rams had won, it would have tripped the over. So we might have missed that one anyway. Uh <laughs> Right. Although if they had kicked a field goal and won 26-24, that would have been a perfect sweep uh, uh, for us. But We would have aced that one. Man. would have aced it. But we were pretty close uh, as it was. We just missed the money line. Um, what were, any, do you have any reflections on the Rams-Lions? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought the um, the two games that, um, you know, were sort of like they had like the big histories between them that went the way we thought they would were well, this was one of them basically right with the uh you know the rams making the big trade for their win now strategy which they did and i think you sort of hope that like you know detroit now that's a couple years later you'd hope that they're on the up swing so it's, it's kind of nice i think at least for the league's sake that you see like those things actually pay off for both teams Mm-hmm. And and I think that's you know kind of good and, and you know the other one being the Cleveland Houston game where uh, Houston trades Deshaun Watson and all of his baggage to Cleveland. It, it is fun to see sort of Houston coming out ahead there too. Yes. So just you know in such a short time. And I guess you could say the same thing about the Chiefs uh, Dolphins with the t- it, it was a quarterback, but it was a, a star of. I'd say equal. Uh, you know what, what Watson used to be. I guess uh, maybe maybe Hill is. I'd say Hill's probably a bigger name than any of those guys. But um, probably. Although Stafford's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and I guess he was in those Little Caesars commercials. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tyreek Hill. Uh, so this in this case, the the Dolphins got better, but the Chiefs. At least it seems like they didn't get any worse. At least overall, the defense, maybe the offense, got came down a little bit, but the defense has come up, uh, you know, to to even that. So, um, it seems like both teams were successful because of 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 those trades as well. So, yeah, I guess with Cleveland, the Browns were successful despite the Watson trade because Watson hasn't been very good. Although Watson, I think, was five and one in uh, starts uh, that he had, but he only. Well, he was healthy. But yeah, he has just only played a handful of games. And at least a couple of those games, he was out like at the very beginning. And I think the team won, but like he didn't really play much. Yeah. Um, those were uh, backup quarterback uh, victories. But yeah, the Rams uh, couldn't quite get it done in Detroit. Uh, so the so the second most recent NFC Super Bowl uh, uh, team. Uh, uh, lost on the road, as did the most recent NFC Super Bowl uh, team. You know, com- competing team, not not winning team in this case. But uh, yeah. Eagles went on the road to Tampa Bay, which is the I guess the 
third most recent NFC team to have reached uh, the Super Bowl. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very different than the teams that had had done very well under Tom Brady, but uh, they have Baker Mayfield under center now. But it seems like the Eagles were essentially the same team that won the Super, or almost won the Super Bowl last year. Very different. But down the stretch, they, they were that team, but they had lost five out of their last six games. Nick Sirianni maybe is even in jeopardy of, of uh, losing his job. Uh, but they really laid Maybe not it. normally, but with so many huge name coaches being available – yeah, Philly and maybe lots of other teams are considering options just because it's not that often where that many big name coaches are available at one time. Yeah, yeah and Sirianni is kind of a dick. I think uh, it just <laughs> just his reactions like to like the opposing crowds and just yeah. His, I don't I don't like Sirianni very much, so I think I don't. Um, I think he took some criticism because he he didn't look like he really necessarily cared about the during the game even like like he didn't, wasn't getting upset when you'd expect him to get upset and that kind of thing yeah and i guess he was asked at one point like you know what's wrong with the team and and he had made a comment about how you know if he knew then he already would have fixed it sort of thing which makes it sound like he doesn't know what he's doing yeah that isn't that isn't <laughs> good either but yeah 32 to 9 victory by tampa bay over philadelphia baker mayfield had a solid game uh, this was a this was a game where also uh, we each got uh, actually this was also this was my second sweep of of uh, the weekend. Uh, In the we, competition between you and I, it all came down to the over or the under. Did and the because over. it was, I think if if the over hit, you were going to win the week between us. If the under hit, then I was going to win the week between us. You mean the opposite way? The under, if the under, the under hit. And oh, I the won. other way, yes, yeah. Because I picked the under in all of them. Uh, the yeah, over you, under was yeah, under, yes, that's right. The over under was forty three and a half, and ended up being 41, 32 to nine uh, total. Um, yeah, we each had actually picked the 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 uh, the Buccaneers were home underdogs by three points. We each picked Tampa Bay to both to cover and to win. Yeah. And I I went with the uh, this was the closest game for the over under too. I think um, two and a half points the. So it was a really tight one. Had Tam- had Philadelphia or Tampa just kicked one field goal uh, here or there, uh, it would have. And what it. happened at the end of the game, Mike? <laughs> Towards the end of that one, where Philly had an opportunity to kick a field goal, did kick the field goal, made it, and then there was a penalty. And then they, then they Philly, yeah, Philly they took the points off the board off the instead, floor. opting to go for it on fourth and five. Through yeah. like a twenty yard pass to the end zone, which was incomplete. You so they actually to took the over off the board, essentially. <laughs> that was yeah, that was their. There yeah, was but, another play. Another touchdown happened after that by Tampa, yeah. put it away, put it away. But yeah, usually you don't want to take the points off the board, and that's and that was that was that's an old adage that they that NFL um, old NFL guys always say don't take <laughs> points off the board if you have the points scored. Right. For it on fourth, it was like it, it wasn't an automatic first down, it was they had to go for it on fourth down, and it was fourth and five, I think, rather uh, than fourth and ten and field goal opportunity. Yeah, yeah, usually so, fourth and five is far enough out, but they wouldn't consider going for it, but yeah, but they did. And they did. but uh, Tampa had you know shown some resilience in the game, they actually stopped the brotherly shove at least once during the game, and that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, such a big deal, maybe that Jason Kelsey now is uh calling it. A career uh the center for the uh uh the, the philadelphia eagles who was the in the middle of the brotherly shove did you hear yeah. that uh what jason kelsey supposedly yells during the uh, uh brotherly shove no i haven't heard that what, what, what is that uh, I think he yells something like "fuck my life," right? Isn't that, isn't that what it was? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it was I hate. It was, I think it was. Yes, he yelled profane. He yelled a profane phrase during every brotherly shove. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, "f my life." <laughs> is it always the same phrase, or is it? I think a... He yelled it during. That's what he said. He yelled it uh, uh, during the play. 
which was confirmed by Jalen Hurts. He yells it. <laughs> because, uh, he seems like quite the character. Yeah. He he's just as yeah, as much as a character as his brother is. So um so the, we won't hear any of that anymore. Maybe and 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 maybe the NFL will retire the brotherly shove, the tush push also at the end of the season because it's just a stupid play and it shouldn't be involved in football and yeah just have like like eight guys pushing somebody into the end zone rather than yeah running it yourself so i I, think the the reason it is so successful is how low they are though it doesn't seem like other teams had figured out that they have to try to get below them but i don't know how you get below them because they start out basically as low as they can like they're the front line face masks are only a few inches off as they come in and they rely on the uh, the referees not to not to uh, blow forward progress very soon because he can just kind of let it happen and and eventually Hertz will w- wiggle his way through. Uh, yeah. One there. So yeah, ride I'm, the wave of all the giant players around him. Yes. Yeah, but fortunately, uh, the brotherly shove was denied a couple of times by uh, Vita Vey has a really big guy on the inside, so maybe that having having somebody like him uh really helps the um the opposition uh really it really helps uh Tampa Bay to uh to combat it so um but yeah that was that was the wild card weekend super wild card weekend as they call it now super wild card weekend that was any other comments for the weekend or should we move on Dr. Scaff? So um you, you ended up just slightly positive on on our betting competition here up yeah, like $34. dollars $34. Which is just shy of two percent gain. I ended up I down on one fifty-two, an eight percent loss. So we bet. I bet eighteen hundred dollars to win thirty-four dollars. So that yeah. was a, a great return on my investment, especially since I could have lost a lot more money <laughs> than I won. Yes. Uh, but fortunately, I will try to parlay my playoff success uh, this week into the divisional round, and you will try to lick your wounds and come up. Uh, uh, stronger than ever in the divisional round as well. Um, we don't really have a lot of uh, non-NFL news to cover. I guess maybe from Kansas City, we have a possibility of the Royals games being covered, being broadcast on Amazon or some sort of Amazon-affiliated thing because Amazon has spent some money to prop up the the failing Bally's uh, sports networks. Uh, would you like to see games on Amazon Prime, uh, Dr. Scaff? Would you think that was a, that would be a good option? Well, it's, I mean, anything is better than the risk of like Bally's going under during the season and then, you know, someone having to scramble to step in and take it over, try to take over the broadcast like during the year. So, I, I mean, this is a much better solution to have, you know, some kind of plan. You, you know, if it's a cash infusion from Amazon and then maybe they co- um you know air this through the streaming sites uh the the games from the regional networks then you know that seems like a pretty good solution is it that's is it gonna be more old guys being angry that first the chiefs playoff game was on peacock and now perhaps the royals games are going to be on amazon prime or some sort of non-regular traditional tv cable model yeah well it had become that way uh, this last season with Bally's, um, like if you didn't have a traditional cable carrier, you had to buy a standalone app to access the Royals game. So I'm sure that the Royals, uh, like perceived, uh, you know, Kansas City, uh, uh, like Nielsen ratings were lower this last year because not all the same people were able to watch through the same mechanism. Yeah, like they, uh, Bally's didn't have a deal with um, YouTube TV, which is one of the, you know, larger carriers. My parents have. Carrier. I think a lot of people who had Google Fiber ended up going with YouTube TV. And that so, was, I think, that was actually what was recommended by Google as a replacement to their TV service. So, uh, yeah, so uh, most of those people that did that had to seek out this alternate app to access it, but that wouldn't really participate in the. Nielsen ratings, I don't think. So YouTube is owned by Google, isn't it? Yes. So it's just another it's still, it's still Google, but but yeah. They decided to go with YouTube TV rather than Google Fiber, a cable a more of a cable model. Um more of a- yeah. I think they were getting into too many disputes with their individual networks. 
like having to negotiate new contracts like constantly like each station has their own contract with the carrier and so it's just like a year-round legal like you know yeah. dis discussions and negotiations with each network and then all the networks know what the other networks are doing so it ends up being like this yeah spiraling out of control costs that always ends up getting passed off onto the customer which nobody wants no six pack yes yeah. not well, great not great but uh what is great is that there we are going to have another weekend of exciting playoff football and so let's how about let's go through the divisional round matchups sure. and we can talk talk about our bets uh upcoming uh we'll we'll do the same as we did last week making bets on the over under bets on the spread of each game and also uh the money line uh bets as well a hundred dollars on each hundred uh a hundred uh hundred false dollars uh fraudulent non-existent uh not real uh dollars that will be sent to the one theoretical theoretical dollars i guess it's yeah. not really fraudulent since i guess we haven't no. actually we haven't actually printed them out and i've tried to use them as legal tender Pass them off as legal tender at, yeah at the first proverbial bank but we will um we will do that we will do that this week and then maybe for the championship games we can we can think of some prop bets or other bets to make uh as well to make uh, it more interesting more interesting and add some more dollars to it because yes the number of dollars that were or number of theoretical dollars that we're spending is you know waning now as there become fewer games fewer games fewer teams and hopefully we'll have the chiefs uh involved uh, next time too so we, it's, it's more fun when we when we have prop bets based on our hometown team maybe then yeah uh, just some team random you know, like and yes yeah any any you know any other towns usa but um yeah let's go through the go through the weekend we have four games uh two games on saturday two games on sunday an afc game on each uh each of those days and an nfc game each of those days i believe the original schedule was going to be that the afc games were all going to be on saturday hmm. and the NFC games were all going to be on sunday until they had to move the buffalo game pittsburgh game because then that would give buffalo not or the the uh you know, Buffalo would if if Buffalo wins, you know, whoever it won that game another day was going to be short two days of rest, probably. Yeah. One day. So but um so but so we have the uh the early game on Saturday is going to be Houston at Baltimore. Uh what how do you think that game's gonna turn out? Scaff, who do you like? Houston is favored by nine and a half points. The Baltimore's favorite by nine and a half. Oh, yeah, Houston is a nine and a half point underdog. Baltimore's yeah. favorite by nine and a half points, and the over under is forty three and a half, which is the lowest of the four games uh, this weekend. Uh, what What do you like in this game? If this one is is really tough. Like as well as Houston played in the last round, you know now, but now Baltimore has is well rested, but maybe also rusty. It's really really hard to like predict what is going to happen in this one. Like. Buffalo's history of of not playing well in playoff games, you know, can come up. Houston seems like they've been playing pretty well. I think I'm gonna probably take the Houston underdog um, on the points, at least anyway, to keep it close. I think I'm gonna stick with Baltimore to win, and I think I'll take the over in the game. I think they're. It seems like both teams are capable of scoring a lot of points. And that is the lowest of the uh, over-unders for the week. So that seems like the most likely game to exceed the expectation for points. So I think, I'm, I think that's how I'm going to go this week. How about, how about your picks? I, li I like that train of thought. I I, I also I, – Houston played very well. In Baltimore, I think might be a little rusty. But I think Baltimore's a better team. So I think Baltimore – I pick Baltimore to win the game, but I think maybe Houston will keep it within nine and a half. So maybe maybe by a touchdown or a field goal. I do think Houston actually has a shot of winning, uh, but I just don't think it's a very good shot. I don't think it would be wise to bet on Houston uh, to win. But I do think maybe that it's gonna. I'm 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 going to continue my under betting like I did last uh, week. I was three. I was three out of six at least. I was fifty percent on the under. But um, 
I'm going to pick under again, 43 and a half. We talked a little about the week one matchup. It was 25 to nine Baltimore. That was only 34 points total. Uh, so even a 25, even a, you know, 24, 14 type of game or 24, seven. Uh, 24, 17 would be 41. So I think that would still be under. So I like that under, I don't, uh, I think Houston's got a pretty good defense. I think Baltimore's offense isn't that great. Uh, I think Baltimore has a decent defense. I think maybe they can probably frustrate uh, CJ Stroud a little bit. Uh, but I, so I think I think it'll be low scoring. Uh, it's supposed to be probably maybe colder than what both teams are really used to. Uh, so I, I like, um, yeah, I, I like uh, under. So Houston, uh, I'm going with the the road underdog on the spread. Uh, Baltimore to win in the under. So just we're just different on the over under on that game, right? Uh, how about the next one, Green Bay San Francisco, which was an NFC Championship game, not a, not uh, just a couple of years, uh, a few years back, which seems kind of like an NFC Championship game with those teams and their storied histories. Although it's not Aaron Rodgers anymore, it's um, Jordan Love as the quarterback for the Packers. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is seething at Love's success uh, this season? Probably at least a little bit. Yeah. since And they haven't yeah. been in a situation where uh, the coach is making decisions to let him like ruin the game either. So like they, you know, they won comfortably enough that, uh, you know, even, well, even yeah, we're still, we're still not that far fans here on the yeah. power. We each think he's not a great coach, but, but, you know, maybe maybe we were wrong because it seems like Love has played very well and the team's played well enough to, you know, get you know at least uh, win a playoff game. I don't know if they can win against uh, the 49ers in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'll make my picks first, then you can make yours this time, Doctor Scaff. So it doesn't look like we're, I'm I'm uh, either copying you or simply going against you. Uh, sure. This uh, both of the games on Saturday are the big spread ones. Each are at nine and a half. The road the road underdogs are nine and a half point underdogs. Um, I also kind of like against with the Houston Baltimore game. I think that Green Bay can keep it kind of close. I think because they scored so many points against Dallas, I think their offense can uh, at least keep up with uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, I'm not going to blow them out. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring, however. Uh, so. Um, so I, I like the I like Green Bay to keep it within nine and a half. I also like San Francisco probably to win the game, maybe by a field goal or a touchdown. And the over under is 50 and a half points. I like the under as well. So um Green Bay minus Green Bay plus nine and a half. Um San Francisco San Francisco to win and so threading a, a rather large needle there. Um and then under 50 and a half is, are, are, are my three bets for San Francisco, Green Bay. How about you, Dr. Scaff? So I I like the concept of what, what you've decided, I think, in this one. But I, I don't know that Green Bay is going to be able to keep it quite that close. I can see San Francisco deciding that they don't want to keep it close and, you know, score an extra touchdown wherever they can, I guess, basically to make sure they put it away, I think, too. Mm. Uh, so I think I'm going to take San Francisco to cover the nine and a half point spread, which would also have them on the money line. The over-under is, those is tricky. San Francisco's defense has been so strong, they haven't been allowing many points. So even if the game turned into a blowout, it might, it might be tough to get to that over-under so I kind of like following your under strategy on this particular game also. I think yeah, gonna... a 31-14 game or something like that would be under. It would be 45 rather than, you know, so something like, if you think that, even if you think that uh, it would be a blowout, um, you know, it's 50.5 is a pretty, is is a high. There's number. enough room for a blowout, but, you know, staying under. Yeah, but I I don't think it will be a blowout the other way. So that's what, yeah, my expectation at least. Anyway. I think if Green Bay wins, it will probably end up being a shootout and a little bit like what the Dallas game ended up looking like. Maybe probably a closer game than what the Dallas game actually was, but a score yeah. that might be closer to what the Dallas uh, game was. So, but I don't I you know I don't see Green Bay winning. So I I, I think I think um 
Green Bay might score a little bit, but I think I think uh, the 49ers will. Um, yeah, I like it as maybe a 20, uh, you know, uh, 27 to 20 type game, uh, which would which would uh, be good for me. But that's 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 my hope anyway. Um, I think I, I think I'm probably would say it would be it's probably closer to like a. 28-7 or a 31-10, something like that is probably what I would be expecting, mm. I think, from this for San Francisco to win, but not huge scores. Yeah. And I think that's I think I think that's very possible. I think yeah, you can see that the, the, the love train um comes to a a a, a I guess a an unexpected and unwanted stop uh in San Francisco. Uh, but speaking of unexpected, maybe we have a uh, the other NFC game on Sunday is the is Tampa Bay at Detroit, two of the maybe losingest teams in NFL history, at least until recent years when uh, Tampa's uh, had some more uh, has had a lot more success. But traditionally, Tampa like they were both NFC Central teams that were the bad teams in the NFC Central uh, <laughs> much of their of the seventies and eighties. The, the 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 Detroit Lions and the Tampa Buccaneers, both of those teams were, you know, m- mediocre was would have been, would have been a good season for for, right. uh, but now they're in the uh, NFC divisional round. Tampa Bay at Detroit. Tampa is a six and a half point underdog uh, in the Motor City, and the over under is forty eight and a half. What do you like in this game, Doctor Scaff? So Detroit's really the only team that didn't comfortably win their previous game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Tampa won comfortably, but uh, there were some pretty severe defensive lapses in that game. <laughs> yeah, some of the tackling on, on Philadelphia's part was... Yeah, I think it was like one of the highest... Uh, yards after catch games of the season, I think. And also yards after contact, I think were too, were also like dramatically huge uh, in that game. So I'd be shocked if they can pull that off again. I could see it being a pretty close game again. So I think I'm going to take Detroit to win, but maybe Tampa to cover the six and a half point spread. Uh, and this is one that could turn into a shootout. I might take the over in this one. Okay. I like I like your logic for the game itself. I'm going to try to thread the needle as well. I think Detroit will win, but I think Tampa Bay will keep it close. I like, so Tampa Bay plus six and a half. I like Detroit on the money line. And I, I'm almost tempted to take Detroit, uh, to take Tampa Bay to win outright. But mm-hmm. I, I think... That's what I was debating on that one too. I think at home though, Detroit um, is probably feeling somewhat magical. And I don't, I don't know how well Baker, the Maker Bayfield show will travel on the road, and I think Detroit's defense will be will put up much more of a fight than uh, the Eagles' defense did. And so I, I I think Detroit's defense will will play pretty well. I think it'll be a fairly low scoring game. I, 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 I did toy with the idea of a shootout, but I think it might be a, a game that could have a similar score or an identical score to the game. Um, last week, twenty four twenty three, which so, would be just a hair. Under, like it was uh i believe uh last time so so i like uh 20 i like it maybe 23 20 or something like that would be the final score for me so i like it a little bit under or i think yeah i yeah so i like uh tampa bay to keep it close plus six and a half but i'm gonna say under 48 and a half on uh on on, on the total and that brings us to our Probably most anticipated game for us, at least anyway, of the week, and maybe nationally too, because this is this is this is Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes again in the playoffs. Number three, uh, right? Three, the, tr- the trilogy, and they've been playing the regular season a lot. So this is these are two yeah. teams that are very familiar with one another, and traditionally, I think two of the top AFC teams over the past four or five seasons. This is this is a a big exciting game. This is the primetime matchup. On Sunday night for CBS, we have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills against Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. But this not time in, in, 
in Buffalo, in Orchard Park, New York, where there may or may not be uh, two more feet of snow on the ground uh, between now and then. But it seems like the game day, it should be okay. Yeah, well, uh, I guess since you went first last time, I'll go with I'll go with my predictions uh, for Buffalo, Kansas City. I I like so Buffalo is a two and a half point home favorite, which essentially means it's kind of a the the, the Las Vegas sees this game basically as a, as a kind of pick 'em game because usually you get two and a half to three points for just being at home. Uh, so the teams are 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 very evenly matched. I actually like the Chiefs to win this game. Um, so I, I will also pick the Chiefs to cover the spread, uh, since I think I think I think they can win. I think Mahomes on the road. Uh, the Chiefs have actually been better on the road this year than they have been at home, uh, and the Chiefs should have beaten Buffalo earlier. But there was the Kadarius Tony offsides penalty uh, on the touchdown on the what should have been the winning uh, touchdown lateral pass from uh, Travis Kelsey uh, to uh, Kadarius, but. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I like the way the Chiefs played better than I like the way Buffalo played in uh, their op- in their wild card matchup. I also think the Chiefs are healthier than the Bills are, which is a big reason why I think I think they can take advantage of the defense. Um, and I think maybe the Chiefs can contain Josh Allen. So I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I'm going to go straight under again, like I did last week. So 45 and a half is the total. So I'm going to go under 45 and a half. I think this might be a game. That's something like 24 to 13 or something like that. Something that can uh, be under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, but the Chiefs are going to maybe score about as many points as they scored against uh, Miami. Uh, so I like I like, uh, I like like the under in this game, under 40, under 25 and a half. I, w- I wouldn't mind under 45 and a half. I wouldn't mind seeing a big shootout, but I'm going to I'm going to go under since I've been under – all the way through i'm not gonna i'm not gonna your trend yeah. has continued now uh yeah. that's a 10 for 10 i think in playoff games you've taken the under i have yeah, yeah. if it yeah as I, I feel like well if i go the opposite way and one i'm gonna miss that game so i guess i, I just i just want to be i'm just gonna be consistent you don't want to yeah change it up and then have it land on what you were yeah. doing i don't want to zig when uh the zag if I, if I or when I normally should zag or just just going straight rather than trying to get cute on one, I, I'd I'd rather just miss it uh, with my system rather than uh, go away from my system and miss it that way. Yeah, my strategy has been with Chiefs typically is to just take the Chiefs and the over, but the defense their defense has been so strong that it's it's uh you know the overs have been much more infrequent in, in Kansas City games. So when they met the last time back in week 14, the final score was 2017, uh, which would be under in this in this game. The over-under in that score, game was 48.5. Even if the Chiefs had scored that touchdown, it would have been 24-20. to 20, And that right. still would be 44 total. Still under what the over/under total was for that game, and what the over/under total is for, for yes. this game. Uh, I don't see it as a shootout, though. So I think I'm going to end up just essentially copying your bet this time. I even though I it pains me to do that because I you know I like there to be more variation in our picks, but I think that's how I think it's I see it this time also, but. I can see that you 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 certainly want to uh, mirror my uh, uh, brilliant strategy. So uh, you're going with the Chiefs money line, Chiefs to cover the spread two and a half, and also the under, just like I am. I hope since last time I was perfect on the Chiefs, maybe this. I hope this time we can also be perfect uh, on on the Chiefs. the The worst, I guess, would be that the Chiefs get blown out uh, in a in Buffalo and it, and it hits the over. But Man. let's let's hope that uh, the weather is bad enough, and maybe Allen makes enough mistakes that the Chiefs' uh, defense can uh, keep them uh, uh, from scoring a lot of points. So yeah. that's that's what we want to look forward to. I guess other other uh, some of our other viewers may uh, may want different results. Mm-hmm. 
the Wardrip Power and everybody watching or listening to the Wardrip Power is very excited for this weekend. One of the great weekends in, in football, uh, the divisional playoff weekend, four great games. Uh, do we have anything else to add before we want to uh, uh, end our end our episodes this week? It just seems so crazy. We're down to just seven remaining games, Mike. Does that, does that make you sad, though, that there's only that uh, kind of number of games remaining? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to start watching the UFL uh, <laughs> after or really pay attention to the Pro Bowl games like we did last time. We had a, Remember last year, we had a very detailed discussion of the Pro Bowl games and uh, a detailed bet betting uh, uh, scheme for the Pro Bowl games. So I'm sure uh, our viewers are really looking forward to our pro, special Pro Bowl games episode in two mm-hmm. weeks, even more than our Super Bowl episode in three weeks. I, I'm sure, I think the Pro Bowl games is going to be uh, even more exciting. Um, but we'll have to hold those off until future weeks. We still have uh, division uh, the divisional round, uh, ch- uh, conference championship round uh, before then. Uh, but uh, we, we will uh, get to those games when we come to them. So, as always, I am Dr. Michael Lerman, Esquire. He, as always, is Dr. Scaff, no Esquire. We are the One Trick Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our uh, podcast on any of a number of varieties of delivery services. You should be able to find us under Warning Track Power hour and uh as always we wish you the best in uh your if you you bets if you make them whether they're uh, real or imaginary and we hope that you enjoy uh, the games this weekend and until then we also wish you a good day